Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. New York State Attorney General Letitia James yesterday filed a federal lawsuit against Citigroup N.A., alleging that the global banking giant cost its New York customers millions of dollars by failing to adequately protect them from ID theft and illegally refusing to reimburse them. Chris Kahn reports on Newsday.com that the 71-page complaint in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York accused City of providing an inadequately weak level of defense against scammers, ineffectively responding when notified of ID thefts, misleading customers who believed someone had stolen their money, and denying their claims for compensation. Many New Yorkers rely on online banking to pay bills or save for big milestones. And if a bank cannot secure its customers' accounts, they are failing in their most basic duty, said the Attorney General. Ms. James did not provide a specific estimate about how many of City's customers were impacted by its reimbursement policies or how much was lost. City, headquartered in New York, asserted that it closely follows all laws and regulations and that it strives to secure customer information. Banks are not required to make clients whole when those clients follow criminals' instructions and banks can see no indication the clients are being deceived, City spokesperson Colin Wright said in a statement. ID theft in the first three quarters of 2023 was up 53% in New York. Weeks after Governor Kathy Hochul declared no harmful toxins were detected at three lithium battery sites that experienced fires last year, activists on Long Island who reviewed the lengthy state report say it may raise more questions than it answers. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that among their concerns is that the preliminary state analysis of a May 31st fire at an East Hampton battery facility did not require a groundwater study after a large amount of fire suppression water was released. They also noted that four months passed between the fire and the collection of soil samples at the site, according to the state report, and that the ability to test for lithium was initially lacking among contractors. In the end, levels for lithium were found to be within safe standards, the report noted. Battery storage plants have only just begun to be built on Long Island, with only two in the Liper Service Territory, including the East Hampton site. Newsday has reported that dozens of the facilities, including some many times larger than the East Hampton unit, are proposed from Nassau County through Suffolk County. Quag Library's annual Groundhog Day celebration is this coming Friday, February 2nd at 3.30 p.m. Join Sam Champion, Star Foundation Groundhog, as he makes his 2024 prediction. Will we have an early spring or six more weeks of winter? Quag Wildlife Refuge guest speakers and activities, Groundhog Day movie showing, hot chocolate and groundhog-themed treats. Take home a limited edition Quag Library mug, and more. That's this coming Friday at the Quag Library, their annual Groundhog Day celebration beginning at 3.30 p.m. featuring ABC weatherman Sam Champion. 
Patchogue officials hope to cap the village's decades-long downtown transformation with the addition of a 116-room hotel at the site of a shuttered bowling alley, Mayor Paul Pontieri said. Carl McGowan reports on Newsday.com that the village's first hotel, which would bear the name of the Hilton Hotel chain's new upscale Tempo brand, would boost Patchogue's efforts to make itself a tourism hub, making it easier for visitors to get to Fire Island and the Hamptons. It also would have 16 apartments for year-round residency, a bar and restaurant, and meeting spaces. We're ready for a hotel. Our downtown is successful enough. The theater is successful enough, Mayor Pontieri said, referring to the Patchogue Theater for the Performing Arts on East Main Street. The hotel would be located on West Street, walking distance from Patchogue's Long Island Railroad Station and the Davis Park Watch Hill Ferry Terminal. Mayor Pontieri said the five-story hotel's upper floors would have a million-dollar view of Great South Bay and Fire Island. Patchogue Village officials are crafting a new zoning code for hotels, adding the Temple proposal would be reviewed during a public meeting on February 6th. Mayor Pontieri said he hopes the hotel receives all approvals and permits by September. Tempo is aimed at affluent customers and features amenities such as in-room exercise bikes, according to the chain's website. The hotel would complete a revitalization effort in Patchogue that began about two decades ago. The operator of Montauk's only full-day child care program has announced that it's going to pull its staff from the Montauk Child Care Center no later than May 3rd because of mounting financial losses in operating the program. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that for the past 17 years, the Economic Opportunity Council of Suffolk has operated a daycare program for children from infants to three-year-olds, providing full daycare services with educational and social programming, as well as breakfast, lunch, and afternoon snacks to kids with working parents. But the EOC says that the relatively small number of children who use the center, which is based in Montauk Playhouse, does not generate enough revenue to support the staffing and costs of operating the program any longer. The Montauk Daycare has operated at a net loss for the entire time that EOC has run it, and the group covered the deficits itself from its reserve funds, Chief Executive Officer Adrian Fassett said. Currently, 29 families rely on the Montauk Child Care Center for daycare services, according to East Hampton Town Councilman Tom Flight, who says the town is looking for someone to take over. Sag Harbor's annual Harbor Frost is coming this Saturday. Harbor Frost is a celebration of winter in Sag Harbor, highlighting two extreme elements, fire and ice, featuring live ice carving demonstrations, ice sculptures along Main Street, live music performances, and indoor children's activities. The festivities culminate Saturday night with the stunning fireworks by Grucci display off the end of Long Wharf. There's something for everyone. Spend the day shopping and dining in Sag Harbor, According to the Sag Harbor Chamber of Commerce, they're open for business. The action kicks off Friday night with the Taste of Sag Harbor party at the Sag Harbor Cinema. For further info, visit sagharborchamber.com slash events slash harborfrost. 
Marina and Nicholas de Tusa are due with their first child in June. The baby was no surprise for the Nassau County couple, but the cost of preparing for a new human life is. The mom and dad-to-be budgeted $3,000 just to set up the nursery, to paint the room yellow, to purchase furniture, to buy a rug. That was our anticipation, but now that we're looking into it, that's not going to be enough, says Marina, 28, who, like her husband, 32, works in health care. Beth Whitehouse reports on Newsday.com that the Detuses spent $4,000 on their furniture set from Bambi Baby in Melville, which included a dresser with a changing table top and a crib that transitions to a toddler bed. They're now thinking that they will end up spending five grand to outfit their baby's room alone. And then there are all the other items new babies need. The car seat, high chair, stroller, clothes, the would love to have items like books, bouncers, and toys, and the paraphernalia like baby thermometers and rattles, all of that may cost thousands more. That is aside from any medical costs incurred in childbirth. As with any product, baby gear prices can vary depending on whether the item is entry-level, luxury, or something in between. Several pregnancy, baby, and parenting sites have studied the average price of setting up for baby, including outfitting the nursery with furniture as well as getting other gear that parents think babies need to start their lives, and it can easily come to more than $4,000. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.